So um, I'm Shannon West with Filter Optional. And I'm Chico West. We kind of changed it up today. Yeah, why? I don't know. The, the I didn't intro. say hello. And welcome. You never even said welcome to <laughs> Well, Filter. welcome, because I've never introed into it. So, of course, welcome. And I, I asked Kevin, our producer, to switch it up today. So, I'm Shannon West. It felt weird to do it, too. Yes. I don't know. I mean, and, and, and you, I didn't tell you all the reason why. So, hopefully, Dr. Lejeune... Told me listening. he's been listening down in Lafayette. He's an incredible psychologist uh, and good friend. And he goes, you need to have Shannon be more the front person. Well, this episode today is kind of on me, so that's going to be good. Yeah, so we're giving a shout-out to Dr. Lejeune. He's a, he's a great uh, psychologist down in uh, Lafayette. Yes. You know, and so uh, I go, let's, let's do it. Let's see if Shannon can be that front person. Take away my thunder a little bit. <laughs> Nobody can take away your thunder. <laughs> I, d I don't think so either. You're, you know, you're but I, too I noisy. Could... You're a noisy person. I'm a noisy person. Uh -huh. I was just talking about all these, uh, you know, opponents on um, uh, social media yesterday in my meeting. You know, you know, I, I have these opponents um, in my life, but um, they. But uh, that has nothing. They're to do noisy. With we were talking about. I was like. You know, they're entitled to their opinion. It has nothing to do with our thing, but I'm just saying they're just annoyed. They're just noisy people. And I'm like, Chico's a noisy person. I'm a noisy person, but we don't, you don't have opponents when it comes to Casa Kalina treatment no. or, no. you no. know, our production. No, here I just said in my anything. life right now, I just, you know, this is, yes. yeah, about a school issue. It's stupid. Yeah. And we're not going to get on the school issue. We're not. At I'm all. not. I wasn't going to, okay. I'm trying to Am keep I leading you focused. This? <laughs> I'm trying to. You're already, you're already steering again. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna let you lead it. No, but no, I'm, you're not. I. It. You know. It's. I. It's gonna be hard sitting in this chair, to to step back and let you lead. Yeah, I. I do. I know. You're. You're already struggling with it. I am struggling. Are you gonna give me opportunity though? Can I engage in this? Yes. In okay. This so episode? here's the thing. It's. It's. You know, you're still here. Listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> You, you've already just assumed you, you are feeling vulnerable right now because you have no control over this episode because you really haven't even no, told me much. I about know it. because you said, you said to me in an email very early this morning, you were like, I, I'm so busy or whatever. I, we need to do an episode, but I really can't contribute. Like, that's what you said to me. I so, don't think I used the word contribute. Not contribute. I didn't you say contribute. You said, I can't do a topic. Like, you I, I, think of a topic. Yeah, I go, you a... run with the topic. I will right. add in. You kind of gave me a little heads up no, about but today. No, but, but I changed. Oh, you changed midstream since yeah, we talked I, I reflect. 30, 45 I medit minutes. I meditate and I reflect and I, yeah, and I came here early to kind of gather about your things thoughts. And, yeah. And I came in hot. Yes. And he, and you, and you, we're trying to relinquish control of the show to me, but you didn't. It lasted about 30 he seconds. You couldn't do it. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. you turned your mic off. Yeah, all right. Now, I'm on. now, now See, turn he your wants mic control. off. Yeah, that is I do struggle funny. with that. I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know what the topic is. I hope it's not about me being in control. <laughs> no, but it could turn into that, and we can do two episodes. <laughs> Who needs a wardrobe change? We can just go. You know, go, just make just it flow. Do two. No. Yes, I struggle so, with it. I will admit. Okay. Yeah. So can I? Can I? Can I visit with you, and you can and interject, engage. engage. I'd love to have your raw 
engagement. Like it's going to be like completely like your true thought thoughts off the top of your head because you really don't know what's yeah. going to. But I, you, about, so you I know what I struggle with though. What? Man, I, I've shared this before. When I remind you, you'll go, oh, yes. You know, I've struggled with this my whole life. First thought wrong. Yes, which is why you're the no filter. Yes, and so my first thought a lot of times is, is wrong. Uh, that's so but true. you're you're giving me permission to have my first thought. Yes, I am. All right. Well, you're, it's your show. Let's let's okay. hear the Shannon no, it's show. A, well, it's not really the Shannon show, but okay. It's so the filter optional. Here's the thing. Okay, so <laughs> yesterday was the four year anniversary. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Not the five-year, but the four-year anniversary of me driving myself to the emergency room at 3 o'clock in the morning because you were hunting with the boys. It wasn't that you weren't taking care of me. You I'll were... give a shout-out. I was hunting in Mississippi with my buddy, Scott Gilbert. That's right. Okay, yes. so you had driven to Mississippi, and then I got really sick. And it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I had a terrible fever, and I drove myself to the ER. And um, I ended up staying um, in the hospital for five days um, after I checked myself in. So um, I had a lot of reflecting to do while I was in the hospital and figured out that is when I really figured out, was able to figure out um, what had put me there. And I think that, you know, as um, addicts, and alcoholics, you can kind of see a rock bottom a little more clearly. Maybe. Well, can I jump in here? Sure. Because I think you're what you're referring to is for addicts and alcoholics. I think it's everybody the, a moment of clarity. Yes. And I think you're getting ready to say I, you had your moment of clarity in that hospital. I wasn't going to put it in those words, but yes, that's absolutely what I had—a moment of clarity for yes. sure. And um, and I and I realized that um. I mean, codependency was my problem, okay? And we've talked about that a lot on um, the shows, but th that's just a big label for what was going on underneath. You know, like alcoholism is a big label for kind of all that's going on. Well, in, a, in, in alcoholism, what they talk about, liquor is but a symptom of my problem, so I have to get down to causes and conditions. Right. In codependency, it's a big label. Yeah, me being codependent is, you know, uh, a symptom of the problem so you have to get down to causes and conditions right is that what you're saying yes and so um that you know a codependent is and a, an addict it they're they're both great at blaming circumstances or other people for their problems amen um, preach it sister okay and so see yeah i'm uh, like yeah, it i, I like okay. where we're going so in the hospital I realized that I couldn't, because I, I really, all my organs were in, inflamed. I had to have a, um, they had to come and make sure my, I didn't have appendicitis because my appendix, my, um, my entire colon, uh, my, I mean, I think my kidneys, my liver, like all my organs were all enlarged. Um, it was, it was a scary time. I, um, I, don't, I don't think I realized how scary it was until now when it was like, I mean, my colon could have burst. I could have been septic. I could have died. I mean, I, it, you know, I don't want to be overly dramatic about it, but, um, no, but here's the deal is you, you had a procedure while you were in the hospital yes, and I was I in the waiting room 
and you came out of the anesthesia and you were thinking I had died. Well, what happened, no, I didn't think you had died. What happened was when I came out of the anesthesia, they said, um, your husband is here. And I was so out of it that I thought they were saying he's in the hospital, like something had happened to you and he was in the hospital because I was in the hospital. And I started bawling uncontrollably, like I, I weeping, I mean, crying. I, I couldn't get control of myself. And they were like, oh, my God, go get him. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. he, no, he's here to see you. Somebody go get him. And, I mean, when you came in the room, I think I was like, oh, my God, I thought you were here. I, did, I, I really had trouble getting control. I think that was literally my emotional letdown. Well, and and for you, people that— Drug-induced, you know, like— Yeah, I but people—a little sidebar story. here yeah. is people that really, if you're listening or, or watching us— and really don't know Shannon. That's that's so uncharacteristic of you. Right. I'm not a you, big crier. You're, I'm not well, you're you're in control. Guard it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, which kind of plays into I think what you're talking about. Yes. I mean, a physical. I, I I absolutely my rock bottom was a physical manifestation of my codependency and all the underlying symptoms. And I think that for me, um, I it was about feeling unseen and I think that lots of things attributed to that um being and I think I, that, I, I, I know where many, you got that that term because it where? was from dinner the other night when you were listening oh no I didn't okay. get it from that interesting because when we went to dinner with well, our with our friends from LA the other yes. night she talked about the work she was doing and how those people wrote her letters and they saw her, you know, she felt seen. Oh for yeah, the first I, I time. truly eight, did eight not. Eight people in her life that were very meaningful. Yes, I, I, I really no, I didn't get it from that. Oh, I got cool. it. But I, cool that yeah, you're I mean, saying that. I, I actually got it from um, more um, is not struggling with friendships, but trying to um, kind of put friends in different categories and have grace. Um, for their journey, like a lot of people, a lot of friends in my life are are maybe aware that they have um, some issues um, and they're working on it. Some of them are totally unaware and I just, I have to be gracious to just, I mean, maybe just pray for them that they figure out before they're hospitalized, you know, or whatever. But um, so that's what really what led me to, feeling unseen because I just think that women in friendships, um, we, women in general, we want to fix people's feelings. Okay. So men aren't as emotional or in touch with all their feelings, but women want to fix feelings. I mean, well, okay. So you go ahead and interject. Okay. Um, cause I, I agree with your statement. You know that you can correct it. I no, don't, but I, mean, I I do agree or, with your statement that women want to fix you know their other friends' feelings and you know kind of it's that natural 
caretaking the way God, you know, designed y'all. Y'all are y'all, you know, you bear children, you, right. you feed them, you nurture them. It's that natural, uh, you know, progression of life. But as, as your kids get older, you, you, it plays out in all areas of your life, right. not just with your kids when they're infants and need that. Yeah. It, it plays out. So there's that natural kind of caretaking kind of mama bear mentality. Yeah. Um, and I think guys, uh, I, I just I struggle with the statement guys aren't in touch. I think guys uh, have a hard time expressing or identifying their feelings. Yes. And, and so it's it's different. Women are are much more verbal and and talkative. Yes. Okay. I think uh, I think what are, where I'm going though is that so feeling unseen in um in work. Okay. So. I think I have felt unseen my entire life, and I think that applies to girls and women way more than it does men and boys. Because even as a little girl, you know, you would be um, wanting to be seen by your, you know, teachers or your dad or, you know, or your mom or whatever, your parents, and you would... I would get into these phases where, like, I was talking to someone that is going to be, it's later in life, he's going to be a fireman. He wants to be a fireman. And um, I said, isn't it funny how when you ask little boys what they want to be when they grow up, everybody says fireman. They all say fireman or policeman or something like that. And how cool that you're, you know, doing that or whatever. And I was like, yeah, when I was a little girl, it was teacher or nurse. Like that was it. Like you did there was no other answer really. And um so it, it, I think it's a struggle for women to feel seen in their work, in their in schooling, um in their relationships, in their marriage and in, with their kids because um we don't have time to be seen. Yeah, and and it's funny. I like that you say that. I don't know if it's funny. That's a Yeah. Wrong statement, but it, it's interesting that you say that you want to be seen because remember years ago, John Eldridge, the book Wild at Heart. Yes. Yeah, and Wild at Heart is really talking about men, but there's there's a little section in there about women that that he says, and one of the sections is women are it's that it's that little girl when he gives this description and he writes it well, and he's a psychologist and he talks about women uh, want and he talks about women want to be seen when they're that little girl and they're dancing on their table in front of their daddy and go hey do you see me do you do you find me you know right. beautiful and attractive and stuff like that and he's using it as in marriage that women also want to be seen in their in their marriage and feel you know yes that. right right and then with kids and with you know as a mom if if you are a mom you know, no one is asking what you need. It's uh, what's for dinner? Where's my jacket? What? Who's taking me to school? You know, there's just really no time for you to be seen. And, um, you know, men, I find, well, I find with you and I or whatever, in my life, the way that it's manifested for me not being seen is you not having to check with anyone to make plans for yourself. And I've told you that. Yeah. Throughout our entire marriage. And I'm not sure. And how many years is that? Because you got it wrong the other 24. night. 24. I know, 24. 24. The other night, literally, 
Kevin, she said 23. And it was not That's kind of like the five years, four years thing. It is. Yeah. It is. Maybe, maybe it's subconscious for me because if we're coming up on 25 and he's not going to do shit for our anniversary <laughs> and I'm like, it's a big one. Maybe yeah. I yeah, want to set it back. One. I want to set it back a little bit. Okay. So um, I'm not going to be seen on our 25th <laughs> wedding anniversary. So <laughs> I might as well hold back because um, I'm turning 50 this year too. So. I've probably been saying I'm 48, too. We've been married 23 years, and I'm 48 years old, you know. <laughs> it's all lies. Okay, so, but I've always shared with you how it just, it would be so nice to just make plan, dinner plans or whatever without checking with anyone. Because you'll just call me and go, oh, I have a work dinner tonight, or I'm going to go play cards, or I'm going to go do this, or whatever. You just make your plans, it's yeah. like, well, who's going to take can care I, of the dog? Who's can I throw in sure. some plans today? Oh, what? I think I'm going to play cards today after this. Okay. <laughs> so, see, I'm going to go home and let out the dog. I'll go do that first. Okay, thank you. Um, and and Beck doesn't have a car and all this stuff. Okay, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, but I, um, and then even in a, like a volunteer position um, or work, you know, when you're saying, I I can't do that again you know, next year and whatever. And everybody's like, okay, okay, okay. Until they ask you again. So my point is that a lot of being unseen is on me. And I think that. And that was that moment of clarity. That was that moment of clarity. It's like, in I the hospital, can't. You, and it, explain that moment of clarity a little bit. Can, can you expand on that? Well, I mean, I, it was absolutely because I'm a doer. I'm a helper on the Enneagram, which I said we wouldn't talk about, which I think just everybody in the world just needs to know their Enneagram number and needs to understand it. But I'm the helper. And um, and it helps to understand all the other It numbers. does, exactly. Yes. I love it. I'm obsessed with it right now yeah. in this time period of my life. But um, I absolutely, I, I think God put me in the hospital five days before Christmas because I absolutely had no control over my life at all, at all, nothing, nothing. I had no control. And so where was that moment of clarity where you go, Hey, that was my responsibility. Right. I was like, well, I have no control. So I have to figure out how to let go. Cause you, you talked about with alcoholism yeah, and I mean, even codependency, it's, our tendency is to blame. So for a while there, are you saying that moment of clarity was? I was. I was blame. I was. Uh, I was a martyr. I was like, well, no one else is doing it, so I have to do it, and I had to do this, and I had to do that, and I have to do this, and I have to do that. I mean, I, you know, it was just it, blaming my circumstances. Like, well, I don't have a nanny, or I don't have. And I didn't need a nanny five, four years ago, but um, you know, I don't. But that, but that martyr was coming up. In all areas and, of and, your life. And your business was kind of starting to unravel yes. in certain ways at that time. Um, uh, there, there were just a lot, a lot of stressful situations that were going on. Out of our time, control. Out of our control. I mean, you know. And um, and, and you, you recognized, okay, I'm, I'm the responsible one. Yes. I got to be responsible for me instead of blaming everybody else. And so, look, I read just this today about um, the Guide to Healthy Holiday Boundaries for Recovering Codependence. 
I mean, how perfect was this that this was posted today? I, I and I'm good at listening, so I'm you excited See, about, li- about. I hate hearing. it when you read to me because I'm not I a, I'm not an auditory learner. That's not how I ever learned. I in school I took I wrote down everything my teachers said. I was a note taker, like notes, notes, notes. I had to write it down to physically absorb yeah. it. Okay, so you can listen, and everybody out there that's not an auditory. Listener, just listen like it's a story. I'll try to tell it like it's a story. Okay, guide to healthy holiday boundaries for recovering codependence. Ask for what you want or need. Shocking. Number one. Number one. Just That's ask number, for what you want and for, need. I asked for what I wanted for Christmas. Um, so we'll see. Um, and I and I have learned to ask for what I need. That is, I think, th- I, right? I think so. And I, I, and here's the deal. Without funny. feeling like a failure. Cause it used to shame me to ask for what I needed because it meant that I wasn't strong enough or I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't. Or I, you weren't satisfied enough. And I thought that I was going to be seen though. But I, I think if also. If I kept it, doing these yeah. things, I was going to be seen. But when I, really I wasn't. But I think, I mean, you also asked in going, you know what? I'm not deserving. You know, yeah, that, well, that yes, martyr that, the, that yes. martyr would play in there. It's like, if I ask for what I need, then I'm not happy with what I have. Right, right. Okay. So that is a great one. I like that because that kind of plays right into hey, breaking the cycle of codependency. It's the, right. the recovering codependent right there. So let me go to the next one. Say no without guilt. <clears throat> hello, it's a complete I mean, sentence. And this is just number two. Of, yes. There's like 10. So. Yeah, but... <laughs> Hello. But yes, I know you always say no is a complete sentence. And I just had a conversation with a good friend of mine who was um, explaining uh, why she couldn't be somewhere um, that we were volunteering. And um, her explanation was valid. And But I ended up telling her, you don't need to explain this to me. And I, and I encouraged her to not over-explain to other people. And it's huge, And she was like, you're right. I don't need to feel guilty about why I'm missing. And and I'm like, no. And so it was good for me to have recognized that about myself and be able to pass it on to, like... Well, and and that that's starting the recovery process. Because right there, that's true recovery. Because what you're doing is you recognized it in you, and then you were able to give that gift to someone else. Right. With your own experience. Right. Without being judgy or, you know, condescending. Yeah. Um, okay, so then say yes because you want to, not out of obligation or to please others, which is I've worked on, I've worked really hard on that in the past four years. To, but when you start to get on me, when I say I'm going to do X, Y, or Z, and you're like, what? And you kind of get into that fixing, and I'm like, I said yes because I want there are some things I'm going to say yes to because you wanted me to say no to everything. <laughs> Just everything <laughs> in life, except you. Well, uh, you didn't of want course, me to say no to because you. Because it's all about Chico. Right. Or anything that had to do Even with Even though Ca- Chico's Casa. stepping back and letting you lead this. Yes, I know. Okay, so then um, let go of trying to control what other people eat, drink, wear, oh. say, or do. And you did that today with how I look. I did. You've let, let go that I have my hat on backwards and my hair's all jacked up. That's uh, so true. But I, I have let go of trying to control what you wear. Yes. Let's just be honest. Yes. I let you and do whatever I, you I, want I, to. And then other people, other people comment and I let other people shame you. And, and can I 
Can I make an observation? Yes. The more you've let go, the more I've asked, what do you think how this looks? I've actually sought your opinion. That's true. You okay, know? That's and so true. it, it kind of goes, it, it ends up getting what you want when you begin to let go. Yes, that's true. Okay. So be empowered to skip, go late, leave early, or drive your own car to holiday parties. Awesome. Bam. Awesome. I said no to a couple of um, functions um, that I literally, like, I used to, pre-recovering, recovery, I, I would look at an Evite, and I would really struggle with what I was going to say if I said no. I would either say yes to, and then be tortured, or I would say no, but I would have a really good excuse really good reason yeah and i'm like i don't, don't those, those thoughts don't even cross my mind anymore though i pull up an evite and i'm like yes or no i just amen it doesn't matter why or what you know and if i show up late or what I, i'm just i don't know it's good okay so then express your feelings in an in an assertive and respectful way avoid passive aggressive behavior I've seen you really work on that. Yeah. And, um, and I think you struggled with that a long time pre-recovery. Yeah, probably. I don't like to think of myself as passive-aggressive because I hate people that are... I don't hate people that are passive-aggressive. I hate passive-aggressiveness. It drives me nuts. I'd rather be more transparent and... No, and you are transparent, but when it comes to your feelings... I, I mean, read that statement again. I mean, because it's... It's not about being passive-aggressive. It's about expressing your feelings in a non-passive-aggressive way. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're passive-aggressive. It's just when people struggle with identifying their feelings, a lot of times they it comes across passive-aggressive. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I can see that. Okay, take care of your physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. Amen. That's pretty obvious, but sometimes you have to read it. Okay, uh, spend time with supportive people. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pause for a second on yeah. that one. I mean, that I think that's harder than we realize. It sounds very simple. Yeah. But when we get around uh, certain groups, certain and groups, like that, it but, can be it can be negative. Well, you're talent. right. If, if 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 you've developed habits of, I I've talked about with Travis's when Travis was like in eighth grade. Um, I, could, I feel like I can talk about this now because it's been so long. But when he was in eighth grade, there was a, you know, kind of a group of children that together there was this toxicity. They had gotten into habits of just doing stuff that was toxic. And then, um, but individually, they were all lovely people, children, you know. I mean, I just. But the group mentality. And I think it happens in. Your friendships, you know, guys are hard. On, guys, it happens. On, men and women are hard on each other in different ways. Yes, and so that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Men and women are hard on. I mean, my my friends, it's like it's like rip session. It's like always cutting people down. It's always talking shit. Yeah. And it's like you get effing old. Yes. You know, yes, and yes. so it's like you it, you know, and so it's like having that authentic, you know, vulnerable place. It's hard. Yes, you know it, it becomes it becomes kind of that frat rat mentality. Yeah, you know, women, uh, you can get in unhealthy, toxic relationships where it's it's more about gossip, you know, and so it's it's not really ripping you, but it's ripping someone that's not with you. Yeah, 
And so it, it's like it yeah. becomes that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and then um, take responsibility for your own happiness and don't be a martyr. Amen. And you've started to do that really well the last four years. Yes. Well, I had to, but... um. Well, you didn't have to. You could have ended up no, back in the hospital. Yes. You could have ended up on no, a true. biologic like Humira or something. Yes. You could have done a lot of things. I mean, so for you beginning to really address this, having that moment of clarity and, and doing the things that it, it's talking about right there and the other things that we have been talking about, you've ended up uh, where you're, you're, you're healthy. You're still taking some medication, but you're not taking medication that that has some big side effects and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but it, and it's not all about the medication, but it's it's about um, whole health and, and everything else. Because, I mean, I've got this, and, and that disease can become part of my um, feeling unseen, too. Yes. And so it, it's like... <laughs> the commercials say it. I, exactly. I and mean... so it's, it's like controlling the... Um, control. Controlling the symptoms of being unseen and and the, my behaviors helps me to cope with having an autoimmune disease that I they have told me is a lifetime sentence. I mean, I, yeah, they say there's no cause, no cure. I mean, really? Yeah. I'm like, then what did you go to medical school for? I mean, like, how? I don't know. No cause, no cure drives me nuts, but um, I understand it. So. Um, it's a life sentence for me, but so I have to take responsibility for it. Anyway, don't make excuses for yourself or anyone else. Okay, so I struggle with that so much because I used to feel like I had to make excuses for myself because of my medical condition. I mean, there there are lots of times when I have to say no to things or I can't do things, and I had to come to grips with that myself, though. Because well, and, and yes, and and you got you had that moment of clarity because of your sickness, but people do it don't even end up in the hospital making no, right. excuses. So you're not yeah. talking just about your disease. I mean, that's what led you to have that moment of clarity and again going, I can't continue to do these things anymore. Right. And so that's that's been that's been that freedom. And making you. excuses for others. I did used to I mean, you know, this is I hope you don't get butt hurt by this. But, I might, um, but okay. okay. You don't so need I'm to make an about, excuses yeah. about but it. But I used to make excuses for your behavior when we were first married. I mean, like when they, when my friends did the phone intervention. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. well, they, uh, no one calls you. I, I mean, we could just start listing people that call me to bitch about you because they don't want to. Because I'm short confront on the phone. You. Well, no, that, that that phone was just one incident. They were like, we don't want to call you anymore because your husband is so rude on the phone, so we don't even want to call. And, um, but there have been times when, you know, people have called and said, we don't want to talk to Chico about this because they don't want you to be direct with them and confront them. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, but I made excuses for you. Like, yes. You know. Oh, Chico didn't wear a tie because he says he doesn't have to wear a tie anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The rules don't apply to him. Well, I and I was, made excuses I was, for you because the rules don't apply to you. Yeah. But the rules do apply, but you you help you helped uh anyway. perpetuate that. Yeah. Okay. So and then the last one is act according to your own values and beliefs. 
which I think is so hard these days with the political climate and everything else. It's, it's really hard to be seen when people attack you for your opinions or... Um, people attack you for assumed women. opinions. Yes. As, what do you mean especially women? Help me understand that. Um, especially women in the, in the day of... Um, because when women try to have a voice or be seen sometimes a lot of times they're called crazy or emotional or we're still in that stage of I mean and I go back to um okay so I volunteer for the teen mom ministry at Woodrow it's called young lives <laughs> it it's is part young of lives. young it's life. wonderful so we had a speaker um this last meeting that came in and talked about um, sexual assault. And um, she was awesome. I mean, it was eye-opening for me um, because they have a hotline in Dallas that they've only had for like five years or something that um, girls can call and get help and all that stuff. But she was just talking about how we teach girls these, I mean, right now, we teach girls how to not get sexually assaulted. Carry mace with you. Don't let, don't get, let your drink get out of your eyesight. control yeah. eyesight or whatever. And don't walk walk in pairs. Don't walk home alone. Don't you know, we teach girls how to not get sexually assaulted? We don't teach boys how, how to, to not how to not sexually assault women. You know, and it's and so when when women are sexually assaulted and they speak out, even down to that, we talked about the reporter that was covering the marathon and she got slapped on the ass. Yes. That guy was arrested. Yes. I mean, he cannot touch her that way. But, you know, people, there was this debate about, mm, is she going overboard? Is she kind of crazy? Is she emotional? Is she being too emotional about this or whatever? No, you're not allowed. I, I want to be seen. So let's if, let's you know, talk about that for a second. So, I love yeah. those examples. So now that you've, you've recognized that, you had that moment of clarity, it's been four years since you were in the hospital and, and you're getting healthier and you're recognizing you're healthy, uh, that you're in recovery from your codependency. How, how, do you, how do you see yourself being seen today? I think that um, because I have changed my behavior and my approaches to circumstances in my life, I am seen because of my reaction and my day-to-day, -day, I mean, one day at a time, you know, deciding how to deal with each I would agree with that. Situation. I, I think you are, are being seen more, and, it go, and it's countercultural to women. It's countercultural to you. And, and yet now you're feeling seen really maybe for the first time and you're almost freaking 50. I know, right? Right, yeah, yeah. true. And, and it, it's it's hard, it's hard though, to still um, change some of these patterns and behaviors. Like, I'm not blaming you. But you relapse you, sometimes? Yes, but, and I, I'm not blaming you, but you like to slap me on the butt. And so... I do. Um, I will admit that. You know, and... We did. I, I we have had many conversations where I'm like, don't do that. Stop 
don't do it. And you're like, and then when you heard the story about the marathon person, I, I think you said, I don't want to quote you totally, but you said something along the lines of, but it's okay if you do it to your wife. You know, it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, it's not. Um, it's not. That, you're right. <laughs> Thank See? you, Kevin. I knew. I, I mean, I'm happy that because it truly, that's the, I mean, you do it in love and because you're attracted to me and all that stuff. And like, I, I appreciate that, but it just, you just don't want to be objectified. And, and I, yes. And I, I feel, I feel unseen when you continue to do that. When I say, don't do that. Yes, I can see that, and so, I appreciate you know, that. And so it can be as, as small as that. And so if you start to see me, maybe I'll let you yeah, slap do, me do, on the back. Oh. I'll get vulnerable right now. <laughs> okay. I'll get vulnerable right okay. now. And, and, I, and it's like there's a part of me that doesn't want to share this because I oh. don't want to get any kudos. Okay. 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 But I literally this morning early when I came over and snuggled against you, I go, okay, do not grab her in any sexual way at all. Just be next to her. And I go, because she doesn't want that right now. <laughs> that is, yes. And, and it was about 4 o'clock this yes. morning. Yes. Uh. And I go, and I was I was glad that I had, that I paused when I kind of rolled over and so see, thought that. So see, your personal responsibility Yes, too. but yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that to get kudos, but it was like, that, you shouldn't. That, yes. You shouldn't. I'm be, not. I mean, oh, bravo. Thank yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody, but, hey, somebody I, give Chico a medal. Shan- Shannon, yeah. okay, uh, I want, you know, I want to be a mm-hmm. smart ass right now. What? Bravo on you giving you a medal because you're working on your codependency. I know, right. And you're working on your mm-hmm. recovery. Mm-hmm. And so I, am. I love this episode. I love that you took, uh, you know, that, that ownership. We do that same stuff. Today, I did that same stuff in equine therapy with the guys. They don't feel seen. And working with the horses, they, I mean, some of these same things that you're talking about, we used, it was freaking magical doing it. And I was going, this is what real treatment is. That's what we're trying to do there is get people to be in in that recovered or recovery state to really feel seen and heard. Yeah. You know, and, and you're doing that. Yes, and this is the first Christmas um, that I can remember in, I mean, 15 years where I truly have um, felt pretty healthy. Like, I feel I'm so, I'm just looking forward to enjoying our family. And I know I told you that. I mean, it's going to be a very bougie Christmas around our house because I kind of went to town on the gifts and, and not because I think material things or gifts are important or anything like that, but it's just, it's, it's a, it's kind of a statement of my um, energy right now. And, and maybe your love too. And, 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 yeah. And my love language is to see a smile on, uh, to actually to see some shock on our kid's face. Like, Oh my God, Damn. mom actually got that. That's so awesome. You know, I mean, I'm, I just I'm, I'm really gonna be shocked to too because I have no you idea. Are. <laughs> you're gonna, you you're gonna be shocked because you're gonna have to pay for it in January. <laughs> yeah. But but here's the crazy we uh, but we mm-hmm. need we do need to wrap up. I'm excited. Yeah, we do. I was wrapping up. Yes, I'm you in can, control. This is my control. show. Okay, yes, this is your show. Yes, yeah, you so wrap I'm wrapping up. up. Do you so want I'm, me to cue I'm, the music, Shannon? Yeah. Yes, please do. Yes, cue the music, Kevin. I'm gonna wrap it up. Yeah. So um, 
Everybody have a safe and healthy holiday and try to look at your own um, feelings and do what's best for you. Take care of yourself. Look in the mirror and take care of yourself. Can we wish people Merry Christmas? Take a little time to enjoy the view. (laughs) Yes, and the greatest Um, gift we were given is the birth of Jesus. Oh, see, Chico's ragging on my closure, yes. I'm not ragging on your closure. It's Jesus' birthday, so happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Yes. Shin, you gotta say the final word. Okay. You gotta um, sign off. (laughs) Peace out. Merry Christmas.